In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. In the city of Caesarea Philippi, there lived a man named Cornelius. He was the captain in the Roman army. He was a pagan, but very devout. He prayed every day, and he made sure that the people in his household also prayed daily. One afternoon, Cornelius was praying, and he saw what he described as a man who was dressed in a dazzling white robe. And this man said to Cornelius, I want you to send a messenger to Joppa, to the home of Simon the Tanner, who resides by the ocean, by the sea. There staying with him is a man named Simon Peter. I want you to see if Simon Peter will speak to you. Cornelius didn't know what to do with this strange vision. But he knew enough to do what the man said, and he sent two servants along with a soldier to Joppa. Meanwhile, Simon Peter, who as we know had been a disciple of Jesus through all of his ministry, had been there to see the death and resurrection of our Lord, was now saying with Simon the Tanner, and one afternoon he went up onto the rooftop to pray. Now this was common in Israel. It was cooler on the rooftops. They were flat and there was a breeze. So Peter is praying, and he too has a vision. But this one was very weird. In fact, in all of the scripture, it's one of the weirdest visions I think that there is. Peter sees what looks to him like a big sheet, a big bed sheet coming down from heaven. And on top of the sheet, there are all these creatures, four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds. By the way, this is Irie. She's going to be baptized. She's helping me preach. <laughs> so Peter watches as this sheet is coming down from the sky. And on top of it are all these animals that he doesn't want to touch. That in fact all of his life he's been told he can't touch. And he says, Lord, these are all unclean. I'm not allowed to eat them. And he hears this voice from heaven saying, What I have made clean, do not call unclean. What I have made clean, do not call unclean. 
Peter doesn't understand what this vision is about or why God would be specifying that he start eating all this food he's never eaten before or why it's even important. And he goes downstairs and one of the people from Cornelius come and say there is a Roman official, a military man who wants to hear what you have to say about Jesus. And in Peter's mind, all of a sudden his vision makes sense and the dots connect. Oh, do not say that someone or something is unclean that I have made clean. I'm supposed to preach to people who aren't Jewish. I'm supposed to walk into homes that I would have never stepped into before. I am supposed to break open all the rules that I have learned as a Jew. God is telling me to do things differently. And so Peter talks to Cornelius about Jesus and Cornelius and his whole family are baptized. And after that baptism, Peter preaches what we hear in the book of Acts today. And he says, God shows no partiality, but anyone who wants to know the love of Christ is welcome to be baptized. My friends, this was radical stuff. It was the stuff of visions and discomfort and thinking out of the box. Today is the feast of the baptism of our Lord Jesus. But what we forget, I think because it's uncomfortable, is there were two parts to Jesus' baptism. There was the water part that I think most Christians are really comfortable with although we disagree with the Baptists about it. They think you have to go under the water. We think you can be splashed with the water. I don't think God cares much about that part at all. We all feel comfortable that in baptism we get washed from our sins and made part of the church. That's all well and good. But it's the second part that we kind of tend to forget because I think it's the harder part. After Jesus is baptized in the River Jordan, a second thing happens. The Holy Spirit comes down from heaven, and there's a voice that says, He's mine. This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. And when we baptize, we do two things. We splash the child or adult with water, and then we take this holy oil and we mark them with the sign of the cross on their foreheads, which comes from the book of Revelation. It says that those who follow Jesus are marked as Christ's own forever. Think about it as an invisible tattoo, because we live in an age of tattoos, right? You don't realize it, but in your baptism, you got an invisible tattoo on your forehead. And God said, this one is mine. And the Holy Spirit 
entered into your life at that moment. And the Holy Spirit is unpredictable, unconventional, asks you to think out of the box, makes you uncomfortable, and is waiting for you to listen. And that's the part, my friends, that is hard for Christians to grasp. We like to be part of the church and to follow the law and the rules and to know what we're supposed to do. That's all good. But the part that makes us uncomfortable is the fact that the Holy Spirit often asks us to do stuff that we never thought we would do and asks us to think in new and bold and creative ways. Look what happened to Peter. He didn't even understand what was happening to him. That's often what happens with the Holy Spirit. We don't even get it until later on. And it's scary to live in relationship with that kind of God who you can't control and who thinks outside the box. But it's that God who said, you are mine. Carol Wills is an academic and a historian, and she writes this beautiful piece about learning how to partner dance, she calls it, or ballroom dance. She talks about how when she has partnered, she had to learn how to let go and listen to her partner and move with him as they were moving across the dance floor. And it was a letting go process for her, trusting, letting her partner lead her. But after taking a lot of lessons, as she got better at it, she realized that it wasn't just about listening to her partner. There was a a third party involved in the dancing. She also had to listen to the music. And sometimes when the moment was just right and she was really present, she could listen to her partner and the music. And together they would dance in this way that elevated her into some kind of zone where she felt like she was beyond herself. That she was truly dancing. When you were baptized, a song began that God sings to you. A song that is your music. The Holy Spirit singing to you. The question is, can you hear it? Can you move with it? Because you'll be moving, yes, with, with your partners in life, with the people that you're in relationship with or your work or all the obligations of life. You'll be moving with that. But then there is this third one who has been singing to you from the beginning. Can you hear that voice? Cornelius and Peter both took time to pray in silence and when they prayed they were open to listening and that's when those visions came that magnificence came that thinking outside the box that openness that broke down boundaries and expanded the church forever and that same voice is singing to you that same Holy Spirit has claimed you already all you need to do is listen. So this morning, my friends, we are going to baptize 
little Irie, who has a loud voice, and little Shay, who's being very good, and we're going to baptize Jesse over here, who has waited his life to be baptized, but Jesse is so open-minded, he couldn't condemn other faiths to hell, and he thought that being a Christian meant doing that. And when I told him, no, you can certainly love Jesus and, and honor other faiths, we can baptize Jesse today, the most beautiful, faithful man who is caring for his beloved wife, Linda, and is amazing. And I'm so blessed to be present with you today as the Holy Spirit marks them as Christ's own forever. So every time you pass by that font there at the entrance of the church, and by the way, it's there in the entrance for a reason, because you cannot enter this church without being reminded of your baptism. There should be water in that font. I want you to take your finger, remind yourself of your invisible tattoo. Put the sign of the cross on your forehead. Remember that God already said to you, you are mine I sing to you. I have been singing from the moment you were baptized and into eternity with your song. Dance with me. Amen.